I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to this bite-sized episode of the High Performance Podcast, the podcast that turns the lived experiences of the planet's highest performers into your life lessons. And we're just going to share with you now a clip from one of the amazing guests who's joined us over the years on High Performance just to give you that little bit of inspiration. Maybe you're just searching for something. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you feel great. Either way, this is it for you. It's absolutely free. I hope you enjoy it. It's today's bite-sized episode of High Performance. So there's a great phrase in your book that really jumped out at me, Mary, when you spoke about this narrative and storytelling and how it seeps into our culture. I think you talk about narrative economics of how the world is built on what you said, then power, fame, and money. What do you think is the key to start changing this narrative then? How do you do it both with your eight-year-old and how do you do it with the businesses that you're working with? Well, the narrative I I want to change, obviously with my eight-year-old, I I connect back to him. And and it's not always just telling him how fantastic he is, but I give him space to be able to be him totally him how do you do that so when he comes out of school even straight away and you know you see people ushering off i'd cut back a lot of the activities like you know i've got to do this class and that class no you don't (laughs) be bored be bored that's the most creativity comes from boredom and you're not going to be all entertained and you're not going to have this and you're not going to be able to go on digital you're just going to sit there and there's plenty of stuff in your bedroom and you watch them you watch them just i can hear him singing or he'll find a, just an old cricket ball that has been there, I don't know how long, under the bed, and he'll just start playing with that or rolling up and down. That is how you start to open up and creativity comes back in. It's often the same in business. Give people space to be themselves. Narrative economics for me, the big narrative that I need to change is we sold, and I've been one of the mayor culpers who was very good at this, especially at my days as creative director of Harvey Nichols, is that we've told people by having more stuff and what you have defines you and shows success. And, of course, we know that. That's been the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, it's like the house prices rise when people say, this is what's happening in the market. It gets talked up. Mm. And people believe, oh, my God, we've got to buy that house because, you know, the one down the road went for that. And we know that, you know, people are fleeing to the country now because... And the story rolls. And it's very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. Nudge tactics. So for me, the message that has been sold within the consumer industry is if you have this bag, it's going to make your life better. If you have that dress, oh my God, that designer label, that car, that's been there for now 40 years. And we've absolutely ruined the planet in our search for more, more, more. So what's the new narrative? And the new narrative has to be around that actually I call it um, status sentience, that actually a respect for the planet and a respect for how much you do spend and how you live is going to give greater status than the stuff that went before. 
And that's the narrative we need to get out there. Because there's that really beautiful story you tell in your book that when I read it, it sort of stopped me in my tracks about the young girl when you were at Harvey Nichols. I'll let you tell the story about when you walked through the office and you heard somebody cooing and you thought it was a child they were describing. When I was at Harvey Nichols, you know, this was at the time when uh, really what what I would call status symbols, it was what brands did you have, what they said about you. And a huge growth in that was where the accessory market. I have to explain this because... This wasn't this wasn't happening in the seventies. This didn't happen sixty. This was really the eighties boom. You know, America was the city that you turned up to. It was like pulsating with money. I mean, you know, Trump Tower on the front of Time magazine with money. This said so much about us. So the fashion industry was booming, and and actually. Each season, we would have to choose what designer, you know, who I was going to get behind, what campaigns we were going to create, how we were going to sell their goods. And at the time, Tom Ford had gone into Gucci and he was like the god, you know. He was actually like a model himself. Everyone was like talking about the Gucci show. We all went to it and it was like, amazing. And uh, he came out with this bag called the horse bit. And I remember going, you know, meeting the team at Gucci and you didn't negotiate how much we were going to buy and what we were going to put behind it to promote it. And we just created this, you know, this must-have. This must-have. And I remember one day, and this was a bag, I think it was over Grant, walking through the office. And I was going from my office, and I was going to the accounts, going through the accounts office, and I passed this girl just talking, a young girl, and I've called her Emma in the book, and she was literally cooing about, she said, I, I've always, I can't believe this has happened, it's so beautiful. And I thought, blimey, she talking to her about a newborn, and she had a Gucci bag. And I remember thinking, oh, great, you know, look that how successful, you know. Wow, look, this is now those kids who have just been saving up to buy this. Of course, what a terrible thought. You know, how disillusioned was I? Well, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, you can also check out the High Performance Store. Just go to thehighperformancepodcast.com, click on shop, and you can see what we've got for you there. And there's loads more there as well. You can join the High Performance Circle. You can get your hands on our book. You can get tickets to our live events. There's loads waiting for you. Just head to thehighperformancepodcast.com, and I'll see you next time. Remember, there is no secret. It is all there for you. Be your own biggest cheerleader and make world-class basics your calling card. See you next time. Bye.